Welcome to another episode of Miss Motivation. Today I'll be featuring Second Chance Dreamer Jessica Hirsch from Cheetah Eats and your room service. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Jessica recently left her job as a math teacher to pursue a full-time career in content creation and today we're going to hear all about her story and I'm so excited. I'm personally motivated by her. I've watched it happen since the beginning. Yeah. So I can't wait for other people to hear all about it. So I just want to say that I actually went back to my first photo, which was about four years ago. And sure enough, you liked it. Well, you were supporting me since the beginning. So it's been a fun journey. I've gotten to eat a lot of the food, so that's kind of been my prerogative the whole time. <laughs> so as I mentioned, you just recently left your job as a math teacher. Tell me a little bit about that career. When I was in high school, I decided that I wanted to be a high school math teacher following actually the steps of my mother. So I did all the steps that you would normally take. I went to college, got my master's degree. And then I was a teacher at the high school in the South Bronx for seven years before I left to run Cheat Day Eats full-time. When you were teaching, did you think that you were going to be a teacher forever? Um, yes. Yeah. So I never really thought my life would change as much as it has in the last four years because I just figured that I would go about being a teacher until I retired and have my pension and all the things my mom still talks about, you know, that retirement system, banking out all that money. So that was, yeah, the life I thought I was going to live. So how did you start Cheat Day Eats? Funny enough, four years ago, I decided I wanted to start an Instagram account. I knew it was going to be about food because I've always been obsessed with food and I was overly obsessed with where I was going to eat on my cheat day. So my first Instagram name was chocolate and cheese plz1 which is an indicator that someone actually had chocolate and cheese please but luckily enough about a month in i came up with cheat day eats and i still remember getting such a positive response everyone's like that's amazing and it just like clicked and it described me to a t so that was four years ago and the evolution of cheat day eats has been crazy so it started as an account where i was just taking photos on my phone wherever I was going and they were poorly lit and just terrible terrible photos looking back it makes me cringe and over the course of the next few years working on cheat dates I got a camera and started taking it really seriously I had a Sony Alpha a6000 which was my first camera and really just took the time to learn, you know, what it meant to get the perfect shot for me. And as I did that, I noticed, you know, people noticed my photography more and that kept me going to really just push myself in ways that I hadn't before. And from uh, zero to 10,000, it took about, I think a year it was really slow. Uh, once I hit 10,000 in a few months, I was at 100,000. So it was crazy. The growth was just really unbelievable to me. You know, every few days I was gaining a few thousand. And now really it's just a whole new ball game in terms of 
turning what I thought would be just a fun hobby, connecting with people in New York City to being a full-time job. So you started Chita Eats while you were teaching. Tell me what your schedule was like when you were doing both of these things. When I was teaching, I had like this crazy routine, which I followed every day. I had oatmeal for breakfast and I would teach my six periods, have the same thing for lunch, go to the gym, come home, cook dinner, and go to sleep at 9 p.m. And I really thought I loved that routine. But um, once I started uh, Cheat Day Eats and it picked up in New York City, a lot of the restaurants started having events and I would start to attend them. So my schedule was totally different. I would be uh, pretty much the same during the day, but at night I would actually be out coming home later and just this whole new life formed where I was like, wow, I don't have to go to sleep at 9 p.m. And it was really exciting to kind of be able to have people interested in me visiting their restaurants and slowly people started having more events and inviting me into their restaurants. So that was kind of living the double life a little bit, uh, but that was early on. And then the last two years is where it really was basically doing two full-time jobs in one. I imagine that at some point it must have been exhausting to teach during the day and then have a night full of events and photography and editing. Yeah, last year it became to be too much. I felt like I was literally living a double life. Nobody at school knew of my account, which is really quite crazy. And yeah, I was trying any second I could to build what I've started, yet I had to be a teacher too. So it was definitely a challenge. There was a lot of events I had to miss and trips I couldn't take. And it was eventually, you know, hurting my business as of Cheetah Eats, which really was more of my focus at the time. So you focused more on building your business while you had the safety of having the income of your teaching career until you felt like you could replace one with another or at least, you know, start hustling harder. Yes. So I definitely had the side hustle going and one of the things that I started to build is relationships with restaurants and I would do consulting and also they would hire me to run their Instagram. So I became a social media manager and took the skills that I've learned that help build Cheat Eats and apply it to help other brands, destinations and businesses. So not only was I running my two accounts, Cheat Eats and the U Room service, and then also helping a few restaurants start to build theirs. So what was the moment where you were finally like, oh my God, this is enough. I can't do it anymore. And you took that leap of faith to just focus on cheat day eats and your room service. Okay. So there was two moments uh, in the beginning in last September of 2016. I was speaking to a teacher and I was chatting with her and she was super excited to get back into the classroom and start lesson planning and being with the kids. And this like spark that I saw in her and her passion was something that I no longer felt for teaching. And I really knew at that point that that was going to be my last year and I was going to pursue cheat dates full time. So just seeing that passion in somebody else and knowing that it is no longer in teaching and that I can be doing something that I love full time and building my brand and my business. Uh, that was my first moment. The second one was when I had to say no to a trip to Australia because I could not leave you know that many more days it was so sad <laughs> i'm over here kind of giggling only because i was such a bad influence and i was like you should just take the days anyway like who cares if you don't get paid just go yeah honestly if i could have i would have it just i had taken days that i probably shouldn't have they're not hearing that right now but <laughs> like i went to hawaii and i had went to california um so i definitely missed days more than i ever had any other year 
and I just couldn't pull it off and oh it killed me (laughs) so that was one of those things where like I there's not going to be another opportunity that I'm going to have to pass up because of this because I knew that in the long run like I'm going to leave teaching and this is going to be something that I'm going to be following my dream and pursuing it full time and I just needed to finish the year off as strong as I could because that's the right thing to do and you know now I know that that opportunity will come up again. Teaching is such a solid career because you you get a, a guaranteed raise every year, you have benefits and you have a pension and it's pretty it's a union job and you're really secure and you sound so confident when you talk about just leaving to go to cheat day eats what gives you that confidence to just know that like you can leave that security behind and pursue this unknown thing so i think the key is i had the side hustle of the side hustle so not only did i have cheat day eats in your room service which at that point was started to make an income um through working with uh, brands, destinations, and businesses, but I also had the restaurant social media side. So I've established a comfortable amount of income that I was okay with leaving. That being said, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know where Instagram will be, but I really do believe that if you do what you love, everything else will come after. And I just feel really confident about pursuing something that you love. You'll work hard at it. And I couldn't be in this position to stay somewhere being afraid of, you know, what could come next. I just had to really believe in myself and what I've already built and know that let's say Instagram's gone tomorrow. I've established myself as a photographer and I'm doing videography and I've helped businesses like understand um, a different side of marketing. And I know that I can take that and move forward no matter what happens. So do you ever have any doubt? I wouldn't say I have doubt. I definitely have. Okay, yes, I think it's normal to have doubt. But when I think about it, I'm like, well, would I rather be teaching? The answer is always no. Because even though I have self-doubt, I look at people who are, you know, over a million followers and they say they have doubt too. So I know everyone just has those feelings no matter where you are in life. But I really just try to talk positive thoughts to myself and know like, okay, you know what, like maybe there's this moment which I'm not feeling my best in terms of something that's happening with my brand, but there's always tomorrow and there's going to be a new opportunity and I could feel that it'll come my way. So because you believe in yourself so much and believe in what you do and you like what you do so much, you just have this confidence that it's just going to work out. Yes, it sounds naive, but it's true. (laughs) I don't think it sounds naive at all. I think where your mind goes, energy flows. (laughs) I think there is something to be said about being so passionate. And then as much as I work at Cheat Day Eats, which is literally the moment I wake up till hours into the night, I just love the work that I do. And I think when you love something so much, it's going to flourish and you're just going to always have this new energy putting towards it. And people really feel that and they're going to connect with it. And I feel like anyone who's really had that success in in their life is because they're really passionate about it. You know, they're not just going through their movements. They're thinking, what can I do next? What can I do to grow? What can I do to build? I think that's the key. So when you go on social media and you look at these influencers, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, wow, these people get paid to travel and these people get paid to eat all these amazing things. And I could totally do that. (laughs) And I want to do that. You know, I've said that on other podcasts. I'm like, oh yeah, you do that. I could totally do that. That'd be awesome. But they're so much work that goes into it i know that it's not easy and i would love to know what does your everyday look like is it all 
as glamorous as it looks like on Instagram. Unfortunately, no. My everyday is different, which is actually really awesome because as a teacher, I had this crazy routine that I followed and to break away from that is actually really awesome. So, you know, I could wake up, answer emails, uh, edit, Uh, Usually the daytime, the focus will be content creation. So going to restaurants, filming with the chef. If I'm in destination, we have a full itinerary. Uh, So that varies. Um, I definitely try to get at least an hour in for a workout because sanity there. And I have a full-time job eating. So obviously I need to balance that somehow. And then late night, I am back at the computer editing, working on emails, uh, building the business side, website, all of it. Do you do this all by yourself? Thankfully, I have a manager and a business partner, and he is one person, and he is my fiance, Brian. And he actually went full time with me before I actually did in January of last year. And thankfully for him, he is super motivated, extremely smart, driven, and he's my number one supporter always thinking about what we could do next to build my business and because of him like you know he's always the one helping me he's the one behind the scenes he's my now my photographer videography everything you could think of he does it so thankfully for him so you guys get to work with each other every single day what's that like so not only are we engaged and live together and work together so and spend every second of every moment together uh it gets to be a lot but honestly I enjoy it and I love it and I think we've grown as a couple because of it and you know we balance each other where I definitely am not patient he will spend hours learning how to put together a video or how to use photoshop so I think as a team we really have accelerated what cheetah eats has become how do you get him to take all these pictures of you because i can't get my husband to take pictures of me without being like are we done yet or do you like this one are we done yet it's actually the opposite so he is the person who wants to keep taking photos he's like no no it's great keep going and i'm like oh my god i just want to eat this pizza (laughs) like it's but it's amazing to me you know because there's been such a transition. Obviously, when I first started Cheat Day Eats, he was supportive, but not like this. So now I think I've turned him into like a crazy Instagram husband, but his passion is what helps us. Yeah, I feel like I used to be your Instagram husband. <laughs> he has taken over and he is crazy. But yeah. it's awesome. Honestly, you know, it is that like last 10 photos sometimes that... I'm like, thank God he took those because looking at the film, you literally see like 500 photos of me with pizza in bed. (laughs) And, you know, that's my life. That is your life. I don't know how Brian does it. I have done a couple of photo shoots with Jessica and they're always fun. I always like being included. Do not get me wrong. (laughs) But it is a lot of work. You know, you're holding up food different places. You're taking it outside or... You're pouring things perfectly. It's like a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of pressure in his job. It is funny because when I do happen to go, which is very rare, (laughs) to dinner with anybody else, and I'm like, oh, do you mind pouring this? Or can you hold this? And they're like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Like, what if I do it wrong? I'm like, it's pouring syrup. But then you're right. Like, they do it wrong. I'm like, oh, wow, Brian really knows. And we were in Miami recently, and a group of bloggers were um having brunch together and he was pouring the syrup and the way he was doing it and he was asking where he wanted it and everyone's like oh my god brian's amazing and i'm like yeah i trained this kid like (laughs) it's so funny though like i never thought of like something like pouring syrup as a skill but 
It is. It is. <laughs> or like, um, I've been in charge before of like your perfect egg yolk or like certain <laughs> cheese pulls and I've messed them up and she's never used the footage. But, <laughs> but really, it's not easy to do a cheese pull. You would think it would be, but there's skill behind it. And I guess, oh yeah. Thank God Brian's the guy to do it because I'm really there, guys, just to get all the food after. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's a fun thing. And honestly, I think one of the things that can be stressful that is part of the job is not only do I do these videos for Instagram, but I have Instagram stories and, you know, you always want to be positive and feel like you're happy and sometimes you're not. And it's like, you have to fake it till you make it a little bit, but I always feel like I'm like on a show or something, you know, and I am trying to do more videos and I'm trying to do YouTube and you're always on and it's really hard. And you know, you go to network events and sometimes you're just like not in the mood, even though I love chatting with people and I'm super social, but there's going to be a moment where you don't want to do it and you just got to suck it up and do it. Sometimes you're just freaking tired. Right before we recorded, we were just talking about how tired we were and here we are and we sound so <laughs> alive and everything yeah. is great and everything really is great, but it's just like, you know, sometimes you're not in the mood and you know what, unfortunately with this type of career, you got to just do it. Like that's, you, It's yeah. all about faking it till you make yeah. it. Someone said recently, fake it while you make it. And that's what I feel like I'm kind of doing because I didn't have cheat dates as something that I'm like, oh, this is going to be my full-time job. And this is just all happening. And every day is a new opportunity. And I don't know where I'm going to be, you know, in the future. Because who knows what's really happening. Five years ago, I would never be like, I'm going to be – uh, influencer, content creator, and leave my job as a teacher. Like, that, that wasn't a thing. So I really don't know what will be in five years, but I think that's kind of what's exciting. Yeah, time and things just change so quickly. I can totally relate to that. I definitely didn't think I was ever going to leave teaching. I certainly didn't think that I was actually going to go through with all of my ideas with this podcast, and I'm so excited. And Talk about faking it till you make it. Like, there are days where I just feel like I don't want to get out of my sleep number bed. and <laughs> But I'm here, and I'm trying to motivate myself and inspire people, and I feel like that's what we're in the business of doing. That's, like, what brings us yeah. joy and makes us alive. Yeah, that having that connection with people and being able to affect one person, you know, I think means everything to me, which I love connecting with the community that, that I've created and – you know, that's something I think we all want to do in this type of career. Yeah. And social media, you know, you're putting yourself out there in the hopes that you're going to connect with people. And that's why I did it to start with is all about, you know, like-minded people who was excited about eating and traveling and, you know, having that passion and you really just connect on this whole other level. So you mentioned traveling. I know that we've talked a lot about Cheat Day Eats, but you also have another account. You have a couple of other accounts, but the other main focus is your room service. So tell me about how you are incorporating more travel now into your Instagram. Yeah, so I started your room service because I was eating bacon in bed, and I know that a lot of travel accounts had focused on, you know, when they're at a hotel, the room service spread. So I was like, no one is doing just room service, and that's where the account started. It has almost 10,000 followers now, Um, and it's just super exciting because it allows me to uh, kind of showcase my photography uh, a little bit differently than the typical cheat day eat shot. But it also is fun because it highlights hotels all over the world. 
and I source from, you know, people who inspire me. So it is uh, an integration of my photography as well as others. It also allows me to integrate a luxury aspect of my brand. Cheat Days definitely has the more fun, relatable, you know, burger, pizza, but then you have room service, which, you know, has high-end luxury hotels. So Honestly, that's how I like to live. You know, I love to be in this luxurious hotel and then be able to go to like a dive bar, get a burger. So I kind of like it all. And that's kind of the audience that I'm looking to connect with. And then I have Hot Buns Club, which is a super fun account that I started with 12 Instagram girls. And then eventually life got in the way. And so me and Brian run it. And it's anything between buns and burgers and sandwiches, sticky buns. Um, it's really just a fun account, also an extension of food. Um, but when we're traveling and working with businesses, it's fun to kind of incorporate that into, you know, what we love also. So with all your different accounts, I've noticed that you've worked with a wide variety of companies, including Cosmo, American Express, Godiva, Visit California, and you are also a Sony Alpha Ambassador. The most exciting thing for me was, as your friend, was that you were featured in Entrepreneur.com because I read that and that was that was really cool. And you were also featured on page six in the New York Post. So can you tell me a little bit about all of those things? The Entrepreneur article came out at the perfect time because I was leaving my job as a high school math teacher and it kind of just let the world know that I'm, you know, pursuing cheat day eats in your room service full time. Uh, and I got a lot of people who messaged me and said that I inspired them and that really meant the world to me. And uh, working with these other brands and destinations has been absolutely amazing. For example, I've been going to Godiva ever since I could remember. Picking up my pieces of chocolate and you know working with them has been absolutely amazing. Um, and someone like you know Cosmopolitan, I've been reading their magazine and working with them was so much fun. Uh, and every time I get an opportunity to work with someone that I've loved for so long, it's just so exciting to be able to share that with my audience. One of the coolest things is that you are a Sony Alpha ambassador and you are the first and only food ambassador for Sony Alpha. And I remember when you started this journey, you're like, well, how do I take this picture? <laughs> and what do I do here? And you've evolved so much as a photographer. So that must be a huge honor. Yeah, it honestly is. Um, even to this day, I still can't believe it. I got my first camera three years ago, Sony A6000, I mentioned earlier. Um, and just the amount of work that I've put into learning the camera and understanding the settings and hours and hours and hours. And I still know that I'm not a master, but being able to be part of this group uh, is the biggest honor because there are some amazing people uh, and photographers that I've love to just follow and see what they've done um so yeah it's always a learning opportunity i'm always looking to advance more and i will be teaching in california with sony uh in may and i'm just really excited for the opportunity always wanting to learn always driven about you know taking a better photo what i can do so I think the fact that, you know, they have me as their only food photographer is just beyond exciting. So you're taking your photography skills from food into travel. And I noticed that you've been going a lot more different places. Can you talk about how travel has become a part of your brand? So in September of last year, I was invited to go to Bermuda, which was my first press trip. And I still remember that moment being like, oh, I'm here because of Instagram. Wow, this is pretty crazy. Um, and... 
understanding that I was there to represent the destination, but also, um, you know, why do people travel? And one of the main factors of why people travel is food. It's a huge driver to tourism. So Connecting with destinations has been one of the most exciting parts about building my brand. So integrating that has been key and something that I absolutely love. I am currently on the advisory board with Visit California and just having this understanding since influencers are such a big uh, buzzword right now, how can brands and destinations work with us and be able to market to reach our audience and um, obviously people are coming to me to find out where to eat and where to go. So you know, when I travel, I always get so many people after saying, you know, like, what did you like there? Where restaurants did you go to? If I stayed at a hotel, you know, how were the restaurants? Um, how was the room service? And I absolutely love being able to make that connection with uh, food and travel all into one channel. And it's really exciting that I've been able to travel as much as I have because it's always been such a passion for me. And I've always based where I'm going to travel like where I want to eat. And I know that a lot of my followers feel the same. So it's really just an extension of my life and connecting with people who are just like me. So, you know, obviously the destination is benefiting because they're reaching my audience um, and they know that they're reaching an audience who trust me and can understand that I'll be giving the experience of that destination through my eyes um, and the culinary aspects. Now, before Jessica was Cheetah Eats, like she said, she was like, <laughs> she was chocolate and cheese, please. And it wasn't really for a brand or for anything. And I just remember that we went out to San Diego together to visit our friend Cassie. And oh, my God, was that a food centered trip? She's like, and then we're going to go here. And then at like 605, we're going to go here for this app. And then we're going here for brunch. And then we're going here for dessert. And it was very food focused. And we made sure to feed Jessica that trip. <laughs> Always. It's always been like that. I still remember actually when I was younger, my parents used to take us to South Carolina. And one of my favorite parts about the trip was we were kosher growing up and my parents would let us eat non-kosher while we were traveling. And we would go to the supermarket. So it wasn't even a restaurant, but we could eat, like we could get whatever we wanted and just like stocking up. And it was always centered around food is the things that excited me the most. <laughs> One of the benefits of hanging out with Jessica is not that I can guilt her into doing this podcast, <laughs> is that she really is fun to be around. If you've ever been curious, like, what's it like to hang out with an influencer or be friends with someone who is an influencer? It's something that's very inspiring. It's very motivating. It's something that I'm, you know, very proud of in my friend. But I also get to hang around her. I get to eat a lot of food. Like right now, she just brought me cookie dough. It is in my fridge. I can't wait till we're done recording so I could eat it. <laughs> and she just has this way about her. But when I'm around her, I'm constantly eating. And if I'm not eating, I'm helping her take pictures of the food, like I said. And I've seen her do some really nuts things to get a perfect shot. So what is the craziest thing you've ever done to take a great picture of food? I would say nothing too nuts. Like I feel like a travel photographer might have a little crazier of a story, but I would say standing on like the itty bitty ledge of uh, in a hotel of like the windowsill, like kind of like leaning over onto like a wobbly table, trying to get an overhead shot for my room service would be 
probably the craziest. So it's nothing too dangerous. There was the time in Lisbon that I crawled outside my little teeny window to get a shot of their pastis de nada, like pastry. And the awning was definitely not safe, but I had to get the shot with a beautiful background. So that was probably a little dangerous. <laughs> and a lot of these shots, I would assume, like they take some setup. Like sometimes you have balloons or lights. Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah. We've done it all. I mean, I've, anything to make it more fun and exciting i gotta incorporate balloons for my birthday so <laughs> well i'll never forget one day i was watching her instagram story and then all of a sudden it just like went away and i'm just like well what just happened here and jessica thought she was staying at this hotel and everything was great and she's like look guys look it's my room and she opens the door and i'm pretty sure there was roses everywhere and balloons and so you could tell everybody else what happened after that i got engaged <laughs> yeah so um and one of my staycations actually my then boyfriend was secretly set up in the staycation which is crazy because i set up the whole entire thing and proposed to me and he recorded the whole thing so we should probably put that on youtube because i feel like people would want to watch that too yeah but yeah it's always always about like cheat dates and your room service <laughs> never never anything else it I'm was sorry. fun i got engaged on social media <laughs> It was really cool. What are the most memorable dishes that you've had? Actually, one of my most memorable dishes, which was actually in Hawaii at like a food market, were these pancakes. And so unassuming. This place just like whipped up together some pancakes, the sauce on it, and I recorded the whole thing. So I could go back and like see what it was, uh, the place. But it was just literally in the middle of a food market. And they were some of the best pancakes I've ever eaten in my life. I mean, and there's honestly so much. Like I've, I'm grateful enough to say that I've eaten a lot of amazing food and so many fun combos. Um, and savory. There's a place that me and Brian go to when we were in Milan, which we've been a few times. And it is cacio e pepe. And it's just like a simple dish. But something like that that's just so simple but yet so amazing those are the things that really blow my mind. I guess one thing that I have had that is kind of unique too. Sorry. I see this is the thing. You can't ask this question. I will go on forever. But I had bone marrow bread pudding. And I actually don't love bone marrow. I love bread pudding. Uh, but I, it was like a must order. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And this was in South Carolina um, at Macintosh. I can't wait to go back there and eat that dish again. One of my favorite things that you've brought me to is Dominique Ansel's Pie Night. And mm -hmm. I thought of him on Pie Day, that which recently oh, yeah. just passed. And I was like, what is he doing? And of course, he's gallivanting at one of his restaurants yeah. somewhere, making something fantastic. Yeah. But That's always a fun night. I love that night. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. And I come home really full. So I have all these crazy questions for you, but I know that you get hit up a lot in the DM. So what's your number one question that you get from your followers? My number one question, no doubt, is how do I stay fit? Um, obviously, I post a lot of indulgent food and now I post photos of myself so people see that I'm somewhat fit. I would say. Uh, I love to work out, luckily. I always have loved to work out, and hence the name Cheat Day Eats. I used to have cheat days. Now it's the opposite. I used to have one day cheat day, well, maybe like two, and now it's the opposite where I have like two days where I try to eat really healthy and clean. But I do only try and taste and stop when I'm full, which is something that's new for me because when I used to have cheat days, I went all out. Like I would be stuffed to the brim and I would not stop. Um, so now it's just self-discipline and 
you know, a lot of people say, oh my God, did you eat that whole thing? Like, no, it's an entire pie. I did not eat the whole thing. I definitely had probably a few slices over the course of a few days. I shared with my fiance, shared with a friend, shared with family. Um, but yes, I tried it um, because I'm not going to put something on my Instagram that I'm not 100% about. So I think it's all about moderation and balance. You know, just because I'm posting that pizza dish at that time doesn't mean I'm sitting there eating it. Most of my stuff's not live. I try to be as current as possible. Um, but I'm always doing throwbacks. Sometimes I'm sitting there eating my oatmeal in the morning and I'm posting, you know, some ridiculous nacho breakfast that I posted this morning. So uh, I think the key is balance and I do obviously love to work out and I'm going to be incorporating that into my Instagram story so people can follow along and see. I love to kick my butt and I love for other people to do so too. So I also used to be a personal trainer. So I'm pretty you know well aware of how to kick my own butt and I do work out now sometimes on my own without the studios that I used to take in New York City when I would be there full-time uh, now I'm traveling full-time so sometimes you go to you know these foreign countries and their gym is a joke compared to what you get in, in New York and you just got to make it work so I you know love the bands because you could travel with those are you know, there's jumping jacks. Like I will literally create my crazy own workout and I'll get it in. I know that you inspire a lot of people to want to do what you do. So what are your top tips for people who want to become content creators or influencers? Some of my top tips are, you know, really asking yourself why you're starting it. Are you doing it because you love, you know, food or travel or fashion? Or are you just, you know, wanting to gain gain followers and gain money? So really just thinking about what is the reason? Why are you starting it? Seems simple, but it's really important. I also think that the content creation part is key. You know, beautiful photos are going to do better than, you know, poorly lit photos. So taking the time to learn um, what works and what will do well and how to reach your audience and finding your voice uh, through your captions and through your photos are key because you want to be able to relate to other people and tell your story. So I really just think, you know, the foundation of why you're starting it um, will help drive, you know, what follows. The quality of the content is key. I think that you need to take a look at, you know, some of the accounts that inspire you and be able to say, what is it that draws you to those accounts? And Tap into that, but put your own spin on it because, you know, obviously it's your account and you want to throw your personality into it. So, you know, like I said, once I started using uh, a real camera versus my phone, I immediately noticed a difference in the quality of my photos. So don't go crazy in posting anything that you, you know, took a picture of. I know I got that way in the beginning. I would just literally, I was so excited. I went to that restaurant and I threw up the put photo and it was absolutely terrible. So just take your time, which is something that I probably should even listen to myself, that advice, because I get super excited about a video and I want to put it up. And honestly, it probably could have used an hour or two or more of editing. So just slow down the process and be super confident about what you're posting. Maybe get a second opinion because, you know, at that time, maybe you think it is good. And then you ask someone else and they might have, you know, be able to point something out that you didn't notice. That was great advice for people who want to get into social media. But do you have any general advice for people who want to reinvent themselves later in life or who are working some job just for the stability, but secretly want to chase their dreams? What advice would you give those people? I would say that one of the key things that has helped me is going for what I love and all the success has just come 
to follow. I think when you are super passionate about something, the hard work feels easy. And I just think it's important. You know, I don't want to look back, you know, a few years and say, oh, I could have done something that made me happy and just stay in this security job because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, now's the time, you know, today is the first day that you can take to move towards something that's going to make you happy every day. So before we recorded this podcast, you had asked your followers to give you some questions that you could answer for me. And one of them that I took out of the many was what is your why? And you actually asked me what that meant. So that means like what drives you, what keeps you going? So my why is more really just about being passionate about something. It is what actually drives me. It is being able to connect to people who are just as excited about something that I am and being able to share my experiences. I That's really what drives me, being able to connect to people like on a whole new level. One person actually wrote on one of my accounts recently like, oh, I wrote about Pi Day because I used to be a math teacher. Um, and they said, well, the world needs more math teachers, not bloggers. And I responded with the world needs people to do what they love. And that's I'm doing what I love. And honestly, I feel like I'm much more successful doing what I love than just doing something because I'm supposed to do it, you know, and I honestly did love teaching. So I, I feel like I did my job. Um, but the amount of energy that I put into my daily like life and being able to share what my experiences and affect people all over the world and i wake up every day excited to do so and that really is my why connecting with people so you mentioned this girl and as your friend i'm like giving you this like side eye like do you need me to kill him for you (laughs) but really um it brings me to something that i'm very curious about do you let people like that get to you and Do you have people who doubt what you do or who have said things to you to try to like throw you a little bit of shade or bring you down? And how do you respond to that? So my parents are like the first people to say that I should have stayed at my job as a teacher since they obviously, you know, they came from another country and they built this life for me. They weren't really understanding what was going on in this world. And now obviously a lot of people have been highlighting influencers and, you know, their career Uh, They've seen the hard work that goes into it. They've seen the payoff also. Um, So I think it it takes some time to really get to understand how this shift in marketing is now, you know, no longer towards um, magazines or commercials that people are actually paying the influencers and content creators to uh, do the marketing, which is actually really interesting. I also think that a lot of people have, misunderstood um what i'm doing and you know might think that i'm lost in this social media world however it's really just me putting in a lot of hard work and now putting my job as my number one and everything else is coming after because literally i'm building a business and that's what's most important for me i want it to be successful so where before i might you know put my you know plans first with my friends or so on no, now I'm going to sit home and edit for four hours. So that is my world now. And whatever I can do to build my business and, you know, help grow and succeed, that's what I'm going to do. So nothing of what anybody says really bothers you. Yeah. I mean, eventually when my dad says for the millionth time while I'm editing at, you know, 11 p.m. at night, oh, if you were a teacher, you know, you wouldn't be doing this right now. And I just have to be, ignore him. But of course that annoys me. But 
I know that I'd rather be editing at 11 p.m. at night than being in bed because I have to wake up to go to do the same thing I've done for the last seven years. Being able to do what I love now and just I'm so grateful for every moment and every experience that I've had so far and I'm just like every day I look forward to what's coming next and I think it's really exciting and I'm honored to have like all the experiences that I had so far. That's really inspiring for me to hear someone who's, you know, taking a second chance on myself and chasing what I want to do. I've always been motivated and inspired by you. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. I'm so grateful to have you on. (laughs) And thank you just so much for sitting with me and being here. So where can we find you on all these social media outlets? Uh, You can find me at Cheat Day Eats on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and my website. And then also on Instagram, you could find me at Your Room Service and Hot Buns Club. I just started my own YouTube, so that's super fun too. So hopefully I'll be able to get the channel Cheat Day Eats too. Also, I know that you are growing your business and you have been interested in looking for help. So if you are good... At social media, photography, video, editing, where can people reach you if they want to work with you? Uh, Jessica at CheatDayEats.com. Now that I have everybody listening, will you promise to take me on all your future trips in your suitcase? Sure. (laughs) I know Brian won't agree and he's the manager. (laughs) But thank you again for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Tune in for the next episode and we're out. Bye.